Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 443 with my effervescent guest, Merck Nguyen. She is a delight, a wonderful spirit, and had me smiling our entire conversation. So I hope you enjoy this interview. I hope everyone is enjoying rolling into November. Did not know how that happened. So if you're like me, you are a little in shock that we are this close to the end of 2021. I am sending lots of love to all of you, my friends, and very grateful for you. And it feels like maybe it's a good time to just give some quick shout outs to my producer, Julian, and to Chris Royce for helping so much on the production and promotion side. Again, enjoy this first week of November that somehow we've gotten to without my consent. And I'll talk to you next week. After a bingo amount of tries, it was. That is very fair. How's your? We did. This is our turkey. Yeah. This is this is totally our turkey. Is it? Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Yeah. You're in Hollywood. Yeah. Or you're in Beechwood or something. Yeah. I'm in Hollywood. I used to live in North Hollywood, and I moved back home to Seattle. Shout out to the PNW in July of this year. I love Seattle. Seattle loves you. I love Seattle, and I I have been in Seattle in the winter, and I still loved Seattle. But I was just looking. I was we're working on something with Doug Benson, and I was scrolling through looking for quotes. And I guess one of his jokes is like, "Yeah, you know, we have a saying in Seattle about the weather. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes and then shoot yourself." <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty accurate. Or if you wait five minutes, maybe if you wait 10 minutes, then the weather changes yeah. just because it's so unpredictable. But honestly, yeah. we get all four seasons, so I'm really happy about that. You do get all four seasons. And like I said, I don't, I mean, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I've been in Seattle in the winter and I've had sunshine, like a 25% of four, if I'm there four days, I get like 25% sunshine. And that is not bad for mm-hmm. a place that people think of as being like Vancouver, where it's just dark all winter. Yeah, and the sun it's never not, we're out. not, not we're not experience. vampires. Well, I mean, probably half of us aren't, <laughs> or who knows what the percentage is, but it's overcast a lot of the time. Maybe it's 25% non-vampire, 75% vampires, there you just go. to account for the same Spring your exposure yeah that's right that's right um i've been i have been wearing these fake fangs that i have that uh i like i was just joking about this with someone yesterday because i did their podcast and they wanted it to be a little halloween themed and so i put in these fake teeth that i have that are like fitted to my mouth so they're it's not like you know you're putting in wax teeth or anything. oh yeah it's kind of like like a retainer and uh and I realized while we were recording that it wasn't video. It was just a podcast. And so I I just sounded, all you could hear was just the weird, like, hiss of having fangs in. I was like, I really hope that this this is worth it. Exactly. Well, you know, that reminds me of um, American Horror Story. I don't know if you watched the show, but. You know what? I've only, I'm. I've never seen it. I started watching the first, very first season, and like something happened in my life. I don't remember what it was, and I just never went back to it. But um, it gets pretty I, weird. I, I, yeah, it gets pretty weird, right? I mean, even just the 
they've really figured out the like visual marketing aspect oh. where each season looks weirder than the last. Yeah, no, all I'll say about this season, and this is where the things come in, is that they're not vampires, but there's this pill you can take if you are someone who's creative and you just basically want to be like the best at whatever it is you do. And the price of that is you're a bloodsucker. You are basically a vampire. And so there's a person, that's how you like, you know, you get your sustenance because meat, food, water, it just it sucks to you. And so there's a person in town who she's also a bloodsucker. Her her creative her creativity is uh, tattoos. So, but she went to dental school. And so when you go into the back room, she like, uh, she makes you get things, but then she gives you like a flipper. So that way it looks like you have uh, normal people teeth. I mean, I might have to watch this. And I'm saying that as a person who didn't know I had any kind of real like, love of vampirism but i think there is something that retains from when you're a kid like maybe there are different kinds of monsters that people like sort of associate themselves with in, a, in an unconscious way was and also was that an you know. unconscious pun because you said retain retainer and it's true i did say already <laughs> that it was like a retainer it was unconscious it was totally unconscious you're, you're a vampire um, I'm a might be, and you know what? One of the earliest known vampires, as told, you know, as terms of like told in fiction or modern English or modern, you know, just a modern, more modern language, was named Varney the Vampire. <gasps> so, and I did learn that when I was in grade school. So maybe that is why. Maybe it's as simple as that. Oh. Is it just like filed away in my head? And I was like, no. yeah, I guess if I if I were gonna be a monster, I'd probably have to be a vampire because you know, wow, Varney. yep, Varney yeah. the Vampire it is. You gotta change your you uh, your Zoom name now. I I need to and uh and I might have even been like vampire back when vampire was like P Y R E, um <laughs> I think it was old English or Middle vampire. English or something. But <laughs> vampire, uh, <laughs> did you were you like into? And I'm not saying that you can't be now, but were you into that kind of paranormal and like spooky and sort of like ESP, like all that kind of stuff when you were young? Uh no, I was such a wimp. I couldn't even go into Blockbuster. <laughs> I couldn't even go into the horror section because just the VHS covers would freak me out. Uh-huh. Like seeing The Ring or like The Grudge, like seeing the eyeball of The Grudge. I'm like, oh no, get me to the kids section. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I made up for lost time because in my future, which is now, I love watching <laughs> horror, spooky, murdery things. Although I don't I don't flux with uh with um what's it called? Exorcist exorcism stuff. Maybe yeah. it's the the Catholic in me, I'm like, uh, I don't wanna go there. Okay, so it's not that you're just like that's not I'm not that interested in it or it doesn't creep me out as much. It's like that's not part of the entertainment of like horror stuff that I that I feel comfortable. Yeah, watching. I guess. Although, you know, I I really love Bloomhouse Productions. Like I've watched all the content yeah. things and the creepy nun like I'm like, "Oh shoot, I'm just going to like pray hardcore while I watch this movie." <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I just as a child, I was very shielded from bad things. So I always lived a very optimistic, "Yeah, everything's happy all the time." And then my 20s came. And here I am. I learned that's not the truth all the time. <laughs> well, where did you, where were you a teenager? I was a teenager in good old Linwood, Washington, which is 20 miles okay. north of Seattle. Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's a, that's a good area up there to be spooked out by stuff if you mm. are a kid who's into that. But if you were a kid who is not, 
then yeah it's kind of like the forest at night oh in fog is can be real spooky yeah no actually there was a hill that we had nearby my house called dead man's hill and it was Great. just a very steep hill that you could go down and sled down if it was ever snowing but before they build condominiums and stuff there as they do hashtag gentrification um yeah. there there were just trees and so the legend was that there was an old man who died in the woods and that's why it's called sure. Deadman's Hill. It's it's really anticlimactic, but um, uh-huh. it was spooky. <laughs> it's, it's a good yet short and doesn't sound like, I mean, maybe someone filled in a bunch of details at some point. Yeah. But it's not like it was like, okay, and here's the story. He was sleeping out there because his daughter <laughs> had wandered away and he was looking like, you know, usually there's some kind of like long, long saga. tragic. Yeah, like in the haunted but this mansion. This is just like some oh. old man was in the woods and he died. Yeah, so basically. He, it, may, it may or may not be a thing. It was lazy, slightly lazy. Yeah, uh, lazy thing. writing. Come on, get someone to ghostwrite that. Yeah, come, come on, on, guys. Come on. Uh, and so, okay, so you were, so you were sheltered. Like, were you, uh, were you, kind of an avid member of the Catholic Church and are you still now and I I'm only asking that because I don't want to you know yeah no disrespect totally fine um I grew up well my mom she was the the hardcore Catholic in the family what do I mean by hardcore um she just I don't know she that woman loves Jesus and so going <laughs> growing up uh, everyone in the family my mom my older sister my older brother I'm the youngest of three I'm the baby uh we would go to church That's and then true. gradually People stopped going to church besides my mom and I. Um, uh-huh. My sister left the church because of like the church's stance on like Prop Eight, and then my brother was like, yeah. "Uh, bye. I got better things to do." And my dad's like, uh-huh. "I'm gonna go work on projects around the house." And so uh-huh. for me, I that's such a dad. That's such a like normative dad <laughs> reason to stop going um, to church. I'm I feel just like that's go so traditional. Something, yeah. It's so traditional to be like, listen, the garage needs a little work. Yeah, (laughs) just a little touching up. Um, But anyway, longer story short, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the Catholic faith, but one thing that you do is you get confirmed, which is basically like around high school age, you're like, yes, I'm going to be Catholic. Um, It's like the less sexy quinceanera. Yes! Yeah, boom! There you go. It's less sexy because you're not showing as much light. Although those dresses... You don't show Those any dresses legs. are princess. Yeah, they are very. I mean, I mean, sexy in the sort of thrilling sense okay. rather than the actual sexy yeah. sexual sense. Sexy. Um, yeah, it's it's. But you know, just in terms of like it being a bigger, maybe mm. a bigger deal and a, and sort of a a flashier deal. And I say that as a person <laughs> who grew up in Arizona with a you know big Latinx population mm-hmm. and um, really being envious, especially. As when you're younger oh. than 15 and you see those dresses, you're like, like why don't I get one? I need that immediately. Yeah. I need that. Ch- you could fit like five kitties. <laughs> no, 10, 10 kitties and five dogs oh. underneath some of those beautiful, huge, like crinoline dresses. Oh, my gosh. Um, so confirmation is a little bit less. Yeah. So it's not as it's not that, as sexy as a quince, yeah. but it's. Uh, it's something that was, I felt like my mom was kind of pushing on me. So the first time she tried doing that with me, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. And then my second time, I actually wanted to get confirmed. That was in college. But then I transferred campuses. It didn't work out. So I actually only got confirmed this year because <laughs> now this ties in with another big part of my life. When I came out as queer and like I finally accepted that about myself, I was like, you know what? I thought for the longest time that like the Catholic faith and my queerness could not coexist at the same time. Clearly, the Catholic Church has its stances on things. However, I I think once I accepted, like, no, I, I am Catholic and I am queer, it was just kind of like, poof, the doors opened up for me. And I was like, yo, this is wow. my yin and yang. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, listen, this, you know, this again, this pope, and I guess that's like all I have to say because <laughs> everyone knows that what you can whatever I'm going to say after this pope, you everyone knows. Because everyone knows this pope. Um, it's I mean, that's very cool. I think that's uh I've I've probably run this into the ground by now, but um so, so who knows if this will stay in. But the the whole idea of staying in a religion and wanting it to mature with you or mature for other people mm-hmm. or however you want to kind of look at it um, is is su- is such a different experience than leaving it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always so interested in I'm really, really interested in both. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know people who've done both, you know, across kind of across the spectrum or people who are still fighting really hard. Um, and in some cases, you know, I've also known people who like fought really hard and then kind of gave up the fight at some point and were like, OK, I gave it at th- everything I had. And then my life was about that and now and then it became clear like I needed to move past yeah, that it's not, but yeah yeah but to like be in a, posi- a position where you're peaceful about it you feel like the community is peaceful about it um is it, it's just lovely because that's part of like you know it feels like maybe we're spoiled as Americans I mean yes, yeah oh 100 percent oh wait no percent hundred percent the maybe was more <laughs> The maybe was just more like maybe this is maybe because we are is why I'm about to say the thing I'm about to say. (laughs) But there is a sense of like, you know, it's just that feeling of like, you know, there are a lot of different layers to my life, you know, and 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 why can't they work together even if they're different? And that's why, you Mm -hmm. know, obviously I love what you said about the yin and the yang, Mm, because for you, they that they can be as different as can be. And yet they still have room to coexist together in your world. Yeah. And so I love that. I mean, that, that, so that's why I say maybe it's an American thing to want to be like, why can't I be queer and be Catholic and, you know, be working in this city and, you know, living in this kind of life and having these types of friends and all of that stuff is disparate. My friends aren't necessarily my church friends. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, it's like wanting to make our like soup, like we want to be able to kind of throw all of the ingredients in <laughs> and be like, I don't care if you think this tastes weird it tastes great to me yeah right? honestly um like what's a what's an interesting food combo carrots and applesauce is that like you don't expect those two to go together yeah. but they, they go mean, together if you're a baby you might puree them and put them into <laughs> some baby food See, maybe like a smoothie maybe apples and carrots and I mean, end up in a smoothie that's the thing like i think that as we get older <laughs> we tend to complicate things and i think you know i only recently turned 25 so i i feel like this is going to be the year that's where i'm maturing a lot because 24 was like a pretty although amazing thing happens like although amazing things happened like i i got engaged uh to my longtime partner thank you i also um what else did I do? Oh, I voiced uh, my first, I was the voice of God for the Ambies, this podcast awards thing. Um, So that was exciting. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know the Ambies. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Nice. So um, I got to do that. But then also, like, I hit the shit when it came to my mental health. And I'm like, oh, so lots of big life changes happened for that. And yeah. I just, now that I'm out of the funk, which I call poo-poo funk, like, because we all get poo-poo <laughs> funks, you know, but it's tailored to each one of us. Um. I realized that, and my partner tells me this a lot of time, you overcomplicate things. And I go, oh, you know what? I do. I really do. And I think we all do. So longer story short, like we are all wanting carrots and applesauce pureed, but we just are like, no, I'm going to roast the carrots and then 
peel and core the apples and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, that's definitely like one of the drawbacks of, if you think of it as a drawback of having a, a super busy mind, for sure, mm. because it is easy to kind of turn things into puzzles that aren't necessarily puzzles. So I can definitely relate to that, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. What was your high school like uh, in Linwood? Was it a big school? Was it like a feeder school where a bunch of different smaller areas kind of went to the same school together? Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like? Yeah. Or was it a private school? It was definitely a feeder school. Oh, public school. Oh, the glory days. I went to the same high school as my siblings did. And we had, I think, like, 400 people in each grade, so we qualified as a 3A. I know that because I played sports. But I was also in theater and leadership. I was one of those kids that just... You were one of those kids. Yeah, I I just did everything. And so um, it was a hoot. I mean... Like, it was racially diverse. I, I'm Vietnamese-American, so there were uh, quite a few Vietnamese folks, um, blacks, uh, Latinx, white people. That was the majority, obviously. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it was, I don't know. High school was, I know not everyone has a great time in high school, but for me, it was it was a time for me to discover myself, especially because I was always looked upon as the baby. I was always Christy or Andy's little sister. I was never Merck. And Merck, by the way, uh, that's not my birth name. Um, It's Merck because German Chancellor, former German Chancellor Angela Merkel, and my birth name is Angela, so Merkel, Merck. Okay. Merck was born in college, though. Merck was born in college. Yes, okay. Okay. Yes. So you were, and you were, you were known as Angela when you were in. Yeah. But they did, and they didn't shorten it like with Christy. You weren't like Angie. It was no, although I mean there was some there was someone who in school who called me Ang, which is funny because LOL ah, Avatar. Um, yes, indeed. But uh, that's a great nickname for Angela. Aang. If you're up for yeah, oh, heck if you're up yeah, for it. I, I love that. I love nicknames, but not a lot of people called me Angie or anything. It was more of. Angela, the ASB president. Oh, cool. Uh huh. <laughs> that's something I, I, I'm again also very curious about because I'm an only child, and and when I talk to people who have older siblings and they went to the same school, there is that kind of like, what what expectation has been set for you totally outside of your control Mm -hmm. and not even intentionally by your siblings, but just by virtue of their very existence. Mm -hmm. Like how, like, are you supposed to fit into a certain idea of what the teachers have decided your family and those, you know, the kids in your family are like, and like, you know, I I think also I do want to say too, the fact that you did all of those things in high school, Whenever somebody tells me that they were really active in a bunch of different extracurricular things and stuff, I always think, what was wrong with me that I was so (laughs) not into stuff? Like, I mean, I was I was into like staying like I had all the energy in the world to stay after to rehearse for a play or to rehearse for like a dance thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like modern dance in high school. Um, But like I I made no room in my life for anything other than that and just like lying around or like walking to the Denny's and like drinking coffee. Denny's is cool. Oh, okay. So you were a high schooler (laughs) who drank coffee. I mean, we, I got into I got into it with a crowd. That, but I feel like I was in, like, I was, like, friends with punks who were also president of the chess club, but for, <laughs> but I only took on the, like, punk rock side. But 
but and I was a good student. But now when now I'm starting to wonder, like, I think maybe I just was tired a lot. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. And that's OK. I think maybe I was like, oh, I don't I wouldn't have the energy to do all of those things. Like, I, I maybe if maybe I had like a weird hormone thing going do you on. Think, where I just wanted to sleep all the time. Yeah. I mean, do you think high school you was more introverted? And how do you compare that part of yourself to now? Like, are you still where are you on the intro extroverted spectrum? Yeah, I think I'm about the same. I mean, I think I I think I'm 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 very comfortable around people, but ultimately, like where I recharge is by myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's isn't that what we've decided as a society that that delineates whether we're introverts or extro- extroverts. Like, you can be an extrovert. You can be if you're an extrovert. It's like you also recharge through other people. Like, I think that's sort of the idea mm-hmm. is that you feel rejuvenated and energized by being around people yeah. versus if you're an introvert, you kind of need to charge your batteries by yourself. But then you can go out and be around people and it's great. Totally. Um, but like I have friends who need to go like they will shoot an entire day surrounded by people and then they want to go out afterwards. Ooh, and I'm that's like, a lot of how do you. Yeah. But that's like how they sort of, you know, get their juice, I guess. I, I high key am that. Well, I'm not that. I'm low key that way. Um, I think yeah. it kind of depends. I'm very ambiverted. I think I consider myself in introverted extrovert in that uh, when I lived in New York for uh, I lived in Brooklyn for a year. And this was after I graduated college. I just got so much energy just sitting on the subway, reading my book, but being surrounded by people. And, you know, sometimes yeah. I make small talk. I love small talk. But I also love deep-ass conversations like this. Um, yeah. And I would also go to Times Square and just, like, read my book and just sit oh, around. Wow. And I just – I get recharged by people that way. But also, like, homegirl needs some space sometimes. And so I just yeah. need to be with me and my cat and no one else. Yeah. I love the idea of you reading a book in Times Square. That feels like a good children's book or like a good young adult book, doesn't it? Like the oh, yeah. the girl who who is totally buried in a book but also wants to be in like the craziest place most, in like, the US. brightly lit. Yeah. It's that, lit. there's something there. Oh. There's definitely something there. Oh my there. gosh, I know the it's book lit could, always. The book could be called um lit on lit. Like, you know, she's oh, lit shit. on literature. Lit on oh, yeah. lit. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And it, run- and it all rhymes, baby. It all rhymes. She had a zit cases, while like reading her lit. She had a zit. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Wonderfuls, I am so proud that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You know what I'm going to say. This is your mental health could not be more of an advocate for taking care of your mental health. Listen, our cars start making a funny noise. We go get them tuned up to prevent bigger issues down the road. It's not a big deal. You just do it to make sure that you're safe and sound. We get annual checkups. I hope most of us not a bad thing to do, even if you don't like going to the doctor. I highly recommend it. And, you know, maybe you go to the gym to maintain your physical wellness. I hope that you take care of yourself in whatever way feels right for you. And going to therapy is like all of the above. Although in some ways, I feel like if you don't have your mental health, just like your physical health, you don't have anything because it's so hard to feel motivated to move forward if you're not taking care of yourself in your mental health realm. So therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. You know, it 
doesn't mean that you're the car making the funny noise. Sometimes your car isn't even making a funny noise. You just need to tune it up. It just means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. Now, BetterHelp is customized online therapy. It offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't feel like it. It can also be more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your BetterHelp therapist in under 48 hours. Come on, why invest in everything else and not your beautiful mind? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the JV Club listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash JV Club. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash JV Club. Hey kid, your dad tell you about the time he broke Stephen Dorff's nose at the Kids' Choice Awards? <laughs> In Dead Pilot Society, scripts that were developed by studios and networks but were never produced are given the table reads they deserve. When I was a kid, I had to spend my Christmas break filming a PSA about angel dust. So yeah, being a kid sucks sometimes. Presented by Andrew Reich and Ben Blacker. Dead Pilot Society, twice a month on MaximumFun.org. You know, the show you like, that hobo with the scarf who lives in a magic dumpster. (laughs) Doctor Who. Yeah. Were you an avid reader in general when you were in high school? Were you buried in books? Were you like, like, what was your kind of escape, if anything, from your own responsibilities, the stuff that you were enthusiastic about, like being in the clubs Mm -hmm. or being in leadership? um, Was there stuff that you kind of disappeared into? Did you put your, you know, earbuds in and like just get get alone with music like how did what was that like for you (laughs) I think for me it was it was probably man what would I do I just don't feel like I had any downtime in high school like I was definitely one of those like oh I'm busy (laughs) sorry can't do that but I was also really caught up in my relationships like my romantic relationships I was the shitty Mm. friend who oh my gosh okay let's spill some tea okay so it. My, give it to me my best friend from preschool who is still my one of my best friends to this day uh we actually recently got matching tattoos together if you see oh nice yes oh her, oh her name is roman numerals um no totally actually kidding. it's uh both of our favorite numbers um 21 and 18 combined 218 okay. which um yeah it one meaning of it is like oh it's god's will but then like two is teamwork one is independence eight is just like a nice um you know turn it around it's the infinity like an infinity sign. symbol yeah, yeah. Um, right on yeah so anyway i was a shitty best friend to her because uh my boyfriend in high school uh t- his birthday was two days before hers and so for i think it was oh, his no. 16th birthday i put this scavenger hunt all around the school i had his teachers in on it and i was like okay i would write these poems like find this blah 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 and then at my, the end my, by the way never never uh not a win for me if people do that i love <laughs> a scavenger hunt like so solve fun. this to get to this next yes. thing yeah i don't care if there's anything at the end it's just like that process just you being so able fun. to go around and being like ha huh, i solved that puzzle see yeah we like puzzles we like we like puzzles no doubt about it so um anyway i did all that for him when her birthday rolled around two days later i don't think i forgot i just did nothing and she goes (laughs) wow you did all that for him and you didn't do anything for me and i was like oh i'm so sorry i was so busy and she's like bullshit and so she she gave me crap for that for many years rightfully so and um yeah i don't know i think i was just uh Spending my time, I was enthusiastic about being a good romantic partner, but 
But I want to vindicate myself because as an elementary school child, I <laughs> loved books. And I still love books to this day. And I was definitely a reader, an avid reader, because when I was growing up uh, as the youngest and sheltered from the not so good things, when my parents would argue and whatnot, uh, sometimes they pull my siblings into the kitchen with them and be like, hey, we're going to let you know what's going on. But for me, they're like, okay, just go up to your room and read your book. Hmm. And so I would I would do that. And so books were my escape. But then, you know, I'd be listening into the kitchen vent sometimes. So like, I knew a lot of stuff, but I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm the baby. I don't know anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the little baby who was just reading her book instead. Mm-hmm. What were the, what kind of books were you into? I know that they were not Stephen King uh, because no. you were in elementary school oh, and you didn't want any horror happening. Oh gosh, yeah. No, were they like? Did you were this like fantasy? I mean, not to say again when you're younger, there's probably like a massive cross section of different kind of stuff that you're reading. But like, did you get into the Harry Potter books mm-hmm. or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely did because my sister was a big fan of them, so I read those. I was more so into books about friendship, especially ones that were like. Uh, there was a series like when like the series about the girl who makes the scavenger hunt for her best friend. Oh, you know, and the, and it, not the boy. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that girl I want to hang out with. The other one, yikes. Okay. Um, but there was actually so the same best friend. We would read the same kinds of books, and uh, one of the book series I think it was like TTYL, and it was a book that was a series of IMs between these friends so the book was stylized in that way and I really liked that because I wasn't just looking at a whole bunch of prose and I really liked just the interface of it um yeah but then oh man there was another book called the click series have you ever heard of the The click series like the click like Q-U-E click series? No, like, like the click, like, click? you're like click? out, bitch. Yeah, like that. Like oh, I'm saying, like the Q, like C-L-I-Q-U-E, not like oh my C-L-I-C-K. Gosh, yes. I'm so sorry. Got See, it. this is what happens no, no, when no. you don't go to school, children. Stay in school, okay? I also I also made that a lot more complicated. I turned it into a puzzle that didn't need to be a puzzle uh, at uh, Yeah. Janet, member, baby puree. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I gotta stew those carrots. I gotta puree those carrots yeah. for you. I'm sorry, Burke. Um, it's all good. So, um, the Click series, yeah, that was in. It was basically like Mean Girls for middle school kids. I I don't recommend them because that book series led me to be the leader of this group with me, my best friend, and then a new girl. Um, we were just very influenced by them, and we we were mean to one person in particular. Um, oh, no. which I, I did tell a story about this on Adultish, which was the podcast that I was working on for the past three years. Um, still around, but I'm just not part of the show anymore because right. I was like, I'm going to work on my voice acting career. But so me and my best friend, we were friends with another girl who was also Vietnamese like me. And when Alyssa is my best friend, she was like, hey, you should read the Click series. So we started reading them. And then... We're like, you know, it'd be so cool if we had um, our own group called the Perfectly yeah. Pretty Committee. Because in the book, it was the PC, the Pretty Committee. And I'm okay. um, just eye rolling. Ooh, it. you added another we adjective. Added another P because <laughs> we're perfect. And so then um, we found another girl in our class who read it, the new girl. And so we're like, okay. Let's devise this plan to kick our old friend out because she doesn't read the books. That's not cool. Oh, no. And so it was a rainy day recess where um, we, Alyssa and I knew we could get 
our new our old friend to answer questions about the new girl in a way that made it sound like she didn't like her which honestly she probably said like oh I don't really know her but we use that against her and so <laughs> Alyssa was talking to the old girl and you know I'm like hovering around because I'm like oh, I don't want to be involved then Alyssa gives me the look then I look at the new girl and, and then she walks up to the old girl is like how dare you say that about me blah 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 it's all up in her face this is fifth grade mm. um and then <laughs> yeah just in case anybody had gotten confused and was imagining like a 16 year old group of girls doing this this is not that no it's, it's not mean like, girls it's this is like you're at the age where you're trying on the idea of being a mature kind of teenager type yeah. and sometimes the shape that that takes <sighs> is um cringeworthy That's well so it is cringe. part of it is that age where you know, I definitely remember that. That all, really all through elementary school was like just rife with people who would just suddenly not talk to each other for a day mm-hmm. and a group that would like freeze someone out. But then like the <laughs> next day they would freeze a different person out. Like it's I, I'm part of me wishes that I had studied child psychology. And part of me is like so glad I didn't because it just seems so mm. just rot with peril and like confusion. Yeah. But, you know, that the idea of trying on like alienation and trying on like kind of if I take the power in this situation then maybe I won't be the victim of someone else's like all of that stuff is Mm -hmm. is so it's like it's so cringy and it's so hard to watch kids do but obviously there's a reason that you're that you're kind of development includes phases like that I guess yeah I mean I that that story is one that I I told on the show adultish and I also talked to the new girl and you know her and I are still in the same friend group same as Alyssa we don't really talk to the the new girl of the group anymore but Uh um it was really I mean it hurt me to know how much I had hurt her because when I had asked you know how do you think that impacted your Uh, trust in friendships and she's like um you know I think it probably impacted me like 70 percent and I'm like oh that's definitely that's a lot that's that's the majority she goes yeah I guess um (laughs) and so I actually that was the first episode of season five of our show and after that things just kind of started going downhill for me mentally because I just internalized like oh shit like I was such a bully and my co-host is like bro you were nine I'm like yeah I know but I still did that and there were just lots of changes going on I think in in spring 2021 I finally processed everything that happened in 2020 and mm-hmm. it was also the year that I had moved to L.A. to pursue my voiceover career. But it was also <laughs> I moved the weekend that the pandemic started. And so it was just like, again, 2020 was was fine for the most part. And then 2021 was like, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm in my feelings. Like, who am I? Am I a bad person? Like, what is the purpose of life? And and all this stuff. But I, I love talking about mental health because it's so important. It is so important. Yeah, the the I, I've I've stumbled across a, a fair handful of people who made a big move right before the pandemic started. Oh yeah, and it's so tough uh, for sure, for sure. And it's so tough because then you're you know pretty quickly faced with like, is right? Do I un- should I undo this? Or and, like, How do, do I this control Z? Or yeah, yeah, and like what you know, just allowing even more time to adjust to a new place because you haven't had the experience of or like new or relationships mm-hmm. who like just moved in together Oof. and then the pandemic hit and then they were just like together twenty four seven with nowhere to go Yowie. and you know it's really interesting 
to to hear like just all of the different places that people are in their lives when something that is just world sweeping happens like that and you're you know that's just not part of whatever big plan you're just jumping into is like not <laughs> it's nuts it's absolutely not served nuts. by the pandemic uh-uh. yeah 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 it's it's that's absolutely crazy when you moved to brooklyn were you had you been where did you go to college i guess is the easiest way for me to ask yeah that question. washington state university go Cougs. Okay. Oh, oh is that University. Okay, so Washington State. It's on. Where's that's different from UW. It's that's yes, it's thing. the rival school. So got it. WSU or Wazoo, as some people call it, it's on the eastern side of the state. It's actually 15 minutes from um, what's it called? Um, it's in Idaho, Idaho, Moscow, Idaho, not Moscow, Moscow. Okay, Moscow, Idaho. Yeah. I gotta... Wait, do I know? Should I know what Moscow, Idaho? is? No, nope, it's treat. just it's just different oh. from <laughs> Moscow, Russia. Gotcha. Moscow, Idaho. Um, and so that's a totally different, like, like the temperatures and I mean, this now I'm getting into what some some serious like forecasting, weather forecasting stuff. All right, stuff, so it's going to like, be a high of it's 99 a lot. <laughs> today. But I mean, the, like Spokane and like that mm-hmm. area, like the eastern side of Washington is not the same. Oh, no. Over there, you get two seasons. You get hot ass summer and cold ass winter. And yeah. it's it was cool to go to school out there because we started in August. So you got the really hot, hot Pullman heat. That that was a town that I was in. Um, but then in wintertime, it was it was really great to get all that snow. But then driving from if you were taking uh, if you're going on what I-90 east or west, there were people who died because of sure. just how icy it got. Students who were traveling yeah. back and forth. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah. That's really scary. So what? And so when you when you moved to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, was that intimidating? Because I, you know, the East Coast is like <laughs> the New York area is is I find it to be intimidating. Like it would be a big adjustment yeah, to, I, to move there. I think at first I was yeah I was intimidated because just everything you hear about the East Coast, like oh I I got told people are gonna chew you up and spit you out. You're such a nice girl. You're not gonna come back nice. And I was like, no, I'll be fine. Um, and I just you know hearing stories of like my grandma walking down the street and just like having to look tough as she walked past people. But when I got there, uh, and this was 2018, I I felt fine. Honestly, once I got to the East Coast, I think it helped me become a lot more direct of a communicator. And I Mm. already was direct, but I was more passive because I think I don't know. I think people on the West Coast can be a little bit more passive aggressive, especially in Seattle. But um, it just taught me how to be like say what you mean. And and also I mm, just I like that. I just love how how talkative people were. You know, I felt like for a while in Seattle I didn't really get that. And I was already searching for something that um actually I wrote in my planner. There's this uh there's these things called passion planners where you basically do you know what those are? Uh-uh. They're like a hybrid of a journal, a planner, a sketchbook, um, a, like a self-motivational thing. And my sister had been getting them for me every year for the past like six years. And so in one of the like planning out your life, if you could do anything you wanted to, where would you do? Where would you go? Sure. And I wrote down, I wanted to live in two big U.S. cities outside of Seattle, New York and L.A. Nice. And so New York was like one of those spots. So I think because it's somewhere I already wanted to live, I was more excited than intimidated. But yeah. it's weird because there were some times where I would walk down the street and I felt safer in Brooklyn or like Manhattan than I did <laughs> I get that. in Linwood. I definitely get that. Yeah. I definitely get that. I feel that in New York as well. Um, 
And also, you know, obviously we've already established that you did end up having that sense of like being almost like a bee in a hive. And I mean <laughs> that in a po- very positive way because I find beehives to be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, to have that sort of like being alone in the middle of a bunch of people can either be a lonely feeling or it can feel like you're part of something. And, mm-hmm. you know, just the idea of you making small talk with people and stuff. I definitely I, I mean, I really love all of that. So, I, I mean, I'm glad that, <laughs> that that ended up being the experience that you had instead of, yeah, instead of feeling like you were kind of lost in it or whatever, because that is kind of a perception thing. Right. I mean, not to say we can all just control that on a whim because we can't. But to be able to like you can sort of if you if you have the the presence of mind, the ability to control whether like what your experience of being one person in a bunch of people feels like Mm -hmm. you can feel you can feel really alone or you can feel like oh i'm a human look at all these humans like, look at like this here community we all are I'm part of look all our brains are I in community yeah. like what do you go home to what are you getting up to like how are you mm-hmm. know what are all of those all of those things feel and, and look like and i do have that feeling in in, in brooklyn especially for some reason oh, yeah. i guess new york is so there's still so much like commercial and like business to it but there are more neighborhoods kind of stuff in brooklyn and just to think about everybody like just so many people living in like such small square footage and like everybody's got their routines and I don't know yeah. I, I, I really like all it that. was it was so cool because you just see so many different characters as you're walking the streets or just sitting there and that's something that I really loved because you know I think that really came to life when I took my improv classes over there I was at the magnet theater and just oh sure knowing that oh oh you work at Spotify and you're here because you're just exploring your imagination that's cool or like yeah. oh you're a business person or whatever um but just like as someone who loves people, as someone who loves stories, you can just paint the picture of, you know, oh, what is, what's this person's story? It's just a very curious place to be. And I, I'm so glad yeah. that I got to live there because I, I moved there when I was, I was 21 when I moved over there. So I was able to drink. Uh-huh. nice and then you were there for a year and then you moved to LA from there is that right um no so I after I lived in New York um I because I originally moved out there for a podcast producer job in addition to adultish which was part-time at the time that's a lot of time in one sentence and (laughs) then I left the podcast producing job that was a thing that was funded by the moth and then oh sure and then I moved over to the Bay Area for like three months because my senior producer's like, hey, could you move over here to help us like work on season two? Just like so you're here in person because the show has my co-host who's local. And I was like, uh, sure, I, I guess. OK. And so I lived in Emeryville for a month and a half. And then I lived yeah. in um, Berkeley a month and a half. And so from there, worked on the show. And then I went back home to Seattle and then... Yeah. I moved to LA because I was like, you know. Oh yeah, because the pandemic, right? I the had pandemic. To, like, I was not doing the math on you being in Brooklyn in 2018. It's. And I mean, it's all good. LA, the fact that you course. remember these things, it's people. Even my friends are like, <laughs> dude, where are you living now? Why do you keep moving? I'm like, why are you trying to make fun of my life? <laughs> yeah, get them. Yeah, tell them. Yeah, Alyssa's not going to do that to you. Not Alyssa. No. Uh, oh, never Alyssa. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Prepare yourself for the greatest pro wrestling podcast spectacular known as Tights and Fights. 
a backdropping audio showcase that helps you understand the world of pro wrestling with a lot of love and no toxic masculinity. Featuring host Danielle Radford. Time to kick butt and chew gum, and I'm all out of butts. Lindsay Cow. I'm a brutal Brit, and my fists were made to punch and hit. And Hal Loblin. I was doing the voiceover this whole time. Hear us talk about pro wrestling's greatest triumphs and failures. And make fun of its weekly absurdities. On the Perfect Wrestling Podcast. Tights and fights. Every Saturday, Saturday, Saturday on Maximum Fun. Well, I want to get into this uh, mash game with you, my dear, so that we have plenty of time to uh, to d- dig into this mash because mm-hmm. it, that is one of my favorite parts of the podcast, and I'm excited to hear what some of your answers are going to be. Yes, ma'am. Um, but let me ask you this about the being in theater when you were in high school before I launch in. Um, <laughs> how how involved were you? Were you were you kind of doing everything? Were you acting and like and then in a different play you would you know do the costumes mm-hmm. or like how what was your theater? experience like in high school um I was if if I was working uh production I would be props but for the most part I was I was acting and because I was doing sports uh, I mainly specifically I did track I did hurdles I got the scars nice. prove it if you want to see but oh, damn hurdles I know I don't <laughs> trust my coordination to do hurdles so um, I'm very impressed but because I was doing that in the spring and then sometimes I do volleyball in the fall I basically was anybody's understudy because I was a very got quick it. study and so I remember there's this one time we did the tempest and the one of the my friends and the director had a falling out so i played antonio they had to bind my chest not that i'm like a cups for life but like (laughs) i gotta be a dude but that was pretty cool um yeah yeah so did i answer your question uh yeah you were basically an understand that is was there a sense ever of like i really hope i get to do this properly when you're understudying or is it like I know that there's a good chance that I'm not going to be performing because of my sports schedule, but this is a way for me to be involved and feel like I'm a part of the play, even though I might not necessarily be in front of the audience. Or, or would you always get a chance to do a little something? Was it that kind of school where they're like, yeah, you'll get to do a night even if, you know, the 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 principal is like never sick or whatever. Yeah, I think it was definitely the latter because I mean, nice. again, because I knew that okay, even though I'm not here all the time, like I I know these lines and I I can I can act baby, but I was never cast in like yeah. a big role. So I was bummed out about that, but um that's why I'm like <laughs> I'm making up for it now, I guess. <laughs> You're well and also side note, like it's so interesting like did like did was did, do you remember a conversation where someone was like we are going to have to bind your breasts because you're playing Antonio or were you like ooh what are all the ways in which I can sort of metamorphosize into this character and be this boy into Antonio I mean? um that's right I honestly don't remember I wouldn't be surprised if it was the you know me saying yeah let's let's do this thing I want to do the yeah. she's the man thing where you know yeah like yeah um why am I just touching my breasts right now <laughs> 
<laughs> um, it's like yawning. You t- if you talk about boobs, like you have to touch them. And yeah. If you yawn, if you talk or if you, you see you someone, you're watching a toothpaste commercial and someone's rinsing their mouth, you just... Oh, I, I mean, I you do. probably have a ton of... I do too. I think I have been made fun of many times for, for mirroring whatever expression someone on television has at any given time <laughs> and that is a full-on mirror neuron thing like that is science boom so you probably just have a bunch of mirror neurons also if you because I'm also the person who like opens my mouth like I'm taking a bite if I'm feeding a person a baby go, or uh... otherwise there is a sense of like and then okay. like that's how you, like I don't need to act that out that's not and it's not it absolutely is not on purpose like it's it's just a thing that has been pointed you're just out living so vicariously through the other person yeah I'm eating I'm eating it's air it's carrots it's puree <laughs> it's delicious apple puree <laughs> All right. Okay. That's that answers that question. Uh, I was just gonna see because I was gonna maybe do a little something in the mash game that was, you know, kind of a, a theatrical type scenario. Uh, in which case, I wanted to see like what your level of involvement or interest wait a second because I don't want to give you like a, a mash category that's like you know, so out you're of like, my oh I don't care about this. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of theatrics, I have something to give you at the end of the <gasps> mash game because you're giving me a mash Ooh. game. That's freaking awesome, and you you work so hard being the mash keeper. So I'll just I'll just wait until after to give you that. Okay. Ooh, this is exciting. Yes. Wow. Um, I mean, listen, I'm almost distracted by it, but in a good way. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's start with that. Let's do uh, three plays that um, in this alternate universe we're creating, mm. you get to star in um, <gasps> as whatever character you want. Obviously, totally gender open. Oh my gosh. Age open, race open, whatever you know, whatever sounds good. Plays. Do musicals count? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we are going to go Almost Maine. That's not a musical. Um, it was a play I did my senior year, and it was, I think it was five or six one acts where there are at least two characters in every scene. And it's a small cast, so, you know, it, but we all exist within the same world. It's like one of those, uh, like the movie Valentine's Day or like New Year's Day oh, or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Freaking loved that. It was my jam. Um, So I would just, you know. Is it almost Maine, like almost the state Maine? Is yeah. How, it almost. almost Maine. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So okay. good. Uh, John Carriani, I don't know if I'm saying that right, I think is the playwright. But anyway, um, that um, musical. Okay. Well, this is not a musical yet, but Over the Moon which was okay. released on Netflix. That is a beautiful Chinese story, and I would love to play Chang'e, who is Great. the moon goddess. Um, I, oh, wonderful. I'm telling you, it's not... Wait a, a minute. This is so interesting. Wait, do they make mooncakes in, yes. in this? Magic oh, my God. I was just talking mooncakes. about... Yeah, I... I I haven't seen it, but my physical therapist <gasps> is also is is actually also Vietnamese. <gasps> Again, we're talking about a Chinese show, yes! but um, she was telling me all about the mooncakes because of the, the, the recent holiday. The um, and uh, harvest we, moon we festival. Started- Harvest Moon Festival, and we started scrolling through, because I was like, "Oh, I love the sound of mooncakes," and she was like, "You wouldn't like mooncakes." So uh, we had no, this whole I, I conversation th- about like, yeah, what poopy. they are. Blech. Yeah, and she was like, "The matcha one, if you use the right flour." Like, she's like has a very specific because when she described it to me, I was like, "Oh, I don't know, maybe that would be okay." And she's like, <laughs> "How do I? I need to describe this to you in a way that makes you understand it's not okay. You will not like them." <laughs> so They're not the I really tasties. learned a lot about it. But she told me all about the Moon Goddess, and the, she told me this story. So oh this my, is very fresh in my mind. Yes. I love I this. I mean, if you want to watch the, I gotta watch it. Over the Moon, it's such it's one of the best, other than Legend of Korra, obviously, and Avatar the Last Airbender. Over the Moon is like the best 
animated kids family thing because it addresses mental health it addresses loss okay, it, it, i am watching it's it. amazing absolutely amazing I'm writing, so i'm making a note to myself i don't want to forget okay so in this mash game Great. i would be changa the moon goddess because i mean i'm telling you i'm all about um being strategically delusional that's kind of my life motto you you gotta be strategically delusional to get what you want um but have a kind heart so yeah i'd be changa i totally get it i love that okay and then what's your third one third one play or musical uh prom was pretty cool i watched that recently um yeah oh okay it's a tie can we do ties or are you gonna make me pick one because i i can pick one i mean i should make you pick one. yeah just okay no i'll I'll make you pick me uh yeah one (laughs) i would probably say wicked yeah yeah great wicked what would that be a tie with uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, yeah, that's tough. I think I'd play Delphi. Um, Voldemort's... Okay. Spoiler alert, alert or uh, Foreshadow Report. Uh-huh. Foreshadow Report, <laughs> um, right. Voldemort's daughter. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, God, I kind of want to give it to you. I guess I'll give you... This will be a double header. It will be like a, a, a very unexpected um, double bill. Like Double feature! to see both. It's a double feature, but it's a double feature of a Which American book. Horror Story, okay. the vampire season, it's a double feature. So you don't have to actually watch the oh, full well, season. Just watch six episodes and you're good. There you go. Okay. And also I need to remember to do that. Okay. Next category, let's do three places in the world that you would like to have a vacation home. Even if you've never <gasps> been there and we're going to pretend like you can just teleport there so you don't have to worry about <laughs> long oh. travel. Ooh, um, somewhere where I could see the Northern Lights. I don't care where. Just like a nice cabin that is eco-friendly that I can stay warm enough in with my lover. And Great. Yeah, see the Aurora Borealis, which those are the, the colors of our wedding, the theme. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay, great. Okay, Northern um, Lights. So, <laughs> where can I eat a lot of food? Well, so, probably somewhere in Southeast <laughs> like Asia. Thinking. Like, I want to say Vietnam, but I'm like, oh, I've been there before. Um, actually, I'd say, oh, man. I'm going to go in Manila, in the Philippines. Let's go. Okay, great. And then um, in Kauai, Hawaii. I, I love oh. that island. I went for the first time uh, right before my 25th birthday, and it was awesome. And that's where the bachelorette party is going to happen. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Okay, quiet, great, beautiful. All right, uh, next category, let's do three foods. Since you brought up foods, mm. that reminds me of that category. Mm. Three foods that in this reality you can have at the snap of your finger, zero ramifications. It's like a reverse Thanos snap. Instead of things disappearing, That's they right. appear. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, I would have my mom's special soup. It's called gan mup, and... Gan is like soup in Vietnamese, and then mup is just, I think it's like the gourd. But what's in it is it's dried shrimp, um, raw peanuts, um, and the gourd is like a, it's like a zucchini. I think it's in English, Uh it's Chinese zucchini, Um, but then there's like onions and cilantro in it and fish sauce. It's it's a really good weight loss. Vietnamese food is absolutely wonderful. It's bomb.com. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad you're a cilantro person. I also am a cilantro person. Yeah, you know who isn't? And also... Who? Alyssa. Oh, Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa. Alyssa. 
Wait, but is it? But so, but they talk about that as being a gene. Now, does that mean that there are people born in places like Vietnam or Thailand, where a lot of cilantro, or Mexico, where a lot of cilantro is used? Are there people who are like, I straight up hate this, and it is part of every single part? I mean, of my Alyssa's she's got Filipino origins, so I mean, like we yeah. were both born in Linwood, I think. Yeah, but. I don't know. She just doesn't like it. I'm she gonna look not, into that. I'm gonna look yeah. into that. That'll be okay. My good. Homework. Okay. Good. Ooh, I'm excited about some post-show research. Yes. This is great. Okay. All right. So I have Gan Muop. Yes. There you go. That's my, my attempt at trying so to say bad. it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got your mom's soup. What are the other two? Gan Muop. I would also have. Oh my gosh. Okay. This would not be the healthiest, but. It's not supposed to be. That's what this category is for. You go nuts. Okay. So I recently discovered. You know, Mod Pizza. Uh-huh. Origins in Seattle, by the way. Oh, they yeah, for sure. have a limited edition cherry cola squad cake. And what it is, Whoa. it's basically like a, a ding dong, but it's cherry and cola. And there's these cute pink sparkles on it. And also oh, the I proceeds of that go toward employees of theirs in need for whatever reason. So, you know, if I'm That's like so snapping cool. all the time, then all these yeah. people are getting that money. That's right. Ooh, I love it. Cherry Cola Squad Cake. Fantastic. You got it. Oh, it's so... mm, Okay. And then my last one would be... So speaking of Brooklyn, one of my favorite pizza places of all time is a vegan pizzeria place called Screamer's Pizzeria. Okay. And all of their food is so good and also completely vegan in terms of like... I mean, do I get to have like all the pizza from there or do I have to choose like one flavor? I think I'm going to give you all the pizza. Cool. All the Screamers I'm Pizzeria. I'm going to give you all the pizza. Yeah. Yes. That's fantastic. Okay. Now, all due respect to your wonderful, wonderful partner to whom you were recently engaged. Mm-hmm. This is MASH. We got to get into some romance. Three people that you would have some romance or sexy times with Ooh. in this alternate universe. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it could be a short term or a long term. That's really all up to you. And it can be characters from comic books, TV, movies, real people, historical figures from any age, any era. You can set them at whatever age okay. you want in their lives. You know, I mean, I wouldn't set someone as like a five-year-old, I guess. But like, there, um, there are so many hot cartoon characters. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's true. Um, okay, but do I have to have sexy time with them, or could it be like a, an asexual situation? Like, I guess it could be a companionship, asexual situation. Okay, sure, it's so a relationship. One person, yeah. an asexual companionship would be Blue from Blue's Clues. Okay, great. And I'm able to understand her because I don't know what she's saying, but Absolutely. I want to be able you would. to have the power to like know what Blue is saying. Amazing. I love it. Um, my second person would be... I think I, I'd probably have sexy times with her. Do you know Lo-Fi Girl on YouTube? Uh, no. So it's just like there's... I'm so ignorant about YouTube It's all stuff. good. Um, I Lo-Fi Girl is... It's this channel where you can just stream lo-fi music. And there's this... In a Miyazaki-styled uh, animation, there's a girl who's sitting at her desk and she's studying and then there's a cat nearby. And people have like memes this and stuff. Um, but there's just so many different lo-fi artists that you can find... Uh, through this playlist, which Lo-Fi Girl is actually a dude, but it's it's cool, I think. But uh, I'm looking to see if I can find a quick reference. Yeah, Lo-Fi Girl. Like, just so you'll you'll just see her on her with the headphones. Oh sure, that's her. Yep. So there's tons and tons of different versions of Lo-Fi go- Girl. Like there's a lot of fan art yeah. and stuff out there. Yeah. How cute. Lo-Fi Girl. She's very cute. <sighs> Great. Okay, Lo-Fi Girl got her. Hmm. So because I have. So little little personal thing here. I told my fiance because I, I identify as queer, but I mean, 
for me, queer means just like I'm just not straight. Uh, yeah. And so I, I told him, you know, if he were to pass, God forbid he were to pass anytime soon or before me, that I just couldn't be with another man because he's he's a cis male. And I'm like, in my heart, I just couldn't. I don't think I could do that. So yeah. with that being said, let me hmm, hold on a second. Now I have to. <laughs> hold on. I actually have. That seemed like it was going somewhere so specific. Here, but now I'm scared. I have a list of my favorite, all my favorite things, because, you know, when people ask you like, oh, what's your favorite blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I don't. Sure. I made a running oh my God. list. Good for you for keeping it because I definitely am useless when it comes to that question. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. Oh, I wish I could change one of my foods to mackerel with rice, but no, I'm not going to do that. Um, hmm. Okay. Celeb crushes. Do you want me to read you my list and then I'll pick one from there? Yeah, for sure. Please. <laughs> okay. so my... I'm dying to know what the whole list okay, is. Gosh, my first ever celebrity crush, uh, other than Dylan Sprouse from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, was Adam Sandler. Oh, sure. I sure, sure, love sure. Adam Sandler. I also love Hotel yeah. Transylvania, and that's the movie that sparked me wanting to get into voiceover in the first place. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, And also, it takes us right back to vampires. So vampire. Oh, yes. Yes, my dear. Yeah. Okay. Um, Utkarsh Ambudkar, who was supposed to be in Mulan, but he's he's in Pitch Perfect. Um, he's great. I like him. Um, oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Lily Reinhardt from Riverdale. Tay yeah. Diggs. Uh, Hunter sure. Schaefer from Euphoria, Gemma Chan, yep. Kate Mara from A Teacher, Anthony yep. Ramos in The Heights, uh, Riz Ahmed. Oh, oh my gosh, Sound of Metal was oh, so Riz good. Ahmed. Jamila Jamil, so good. who you had on the yep. show. I did. I did. I love Jamila. Yes. Uh, Zara Larson, Swedish pop singer. Love her. Uh, nice. Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones. Marcus Absolutely. Scribner, who we also had on Adultish, um, who also were part of the same agency, I think. I think. Oh, nice. Um, oh, that might be too close to home for your partner. Yeah, you yeah, it's like dating my brother. No, I mean, I'm <laughs> um, Nikki, she's a fabulous. Um, I'm pretty sure she's Malaysian, Malaysian American okay. musician. Nice. Uh, gotta get because I come from the public radio world. Shireen Marisol Maraji, who is the one of the hosts of um, Code Switch. Yep. Uh, Manny Jaquinto, who's also co-star yeah, of Jamila, yeah. and then Cody yep. Fern from American Horror Story. Okay, that's a long list, and good luck Goodness. because you have only one one thing. You only have one left, one slot left to fill. Who's gonna get it? Can I get a drum roll? <laughs> um, it's gonna be. I'm gonna go with Sophie Turner. She seems like a badass bitch who I want to be my friend and my everything. Yeah, Turner, great. Love it. Okay. Next category, let's do three alternate universe, uh, like, jobs, you know? Ooh. Just, uh, and we're going to think about the fun stuff. Uh, okay. About it. Definitely. Like the drag stuff. Okay. Professional ice skater. Amazing. Then I could sing on Broadway. I could sing over the moon on Broadway if it came <gasps> to ice. Oh, I love that. Yes. Um, personal chef. A career I'm actually considering if, you know, um, all this voiceover stuff doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. And very different, but yeah. probably pretty pretty awesome. Um, specifically a second grade teacher. No other grade, okay. just second grade. Okay. That's the year that I peaked and I want to relive that over and over again. <laughs> I can't believe you think it's gone downhill. No, I'm just joshing, yeah. <laughs> What what do you feel like was uh, magical about your second grade year? Oh, we had a teddy bear sleepover, which um. our teachers, I was in a class where there were two teachers, and I, I loved that. We They told us to bring a stuffed animal to class and to leave it there. And then the next day when we came to class on pajama day, 
all the class or all the stuffed animals were like in different parts of the classroom. Some of them were on the ceiling in the lights. It, they just had a party. And so, yeah, we each that had is a- so cute. Yeah, it was it was awesome. So we got to find our stuffed animals and then just read with them for the whole oh, day. What a great idea. That is magic. I totally get it. Also, I totally get another it. Another thing that happened in second grade was uh, we learned about butterflies. So speaking of metamorphosis, because that was mentioned in this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Did you know that butterflies get their periods? No. They bleed. Every time I feel like I've learned all there is to know about the whole process of being a butterfly, I did not know this. Or at least I remember there being blood associated with butterflies because there was definitely (laughs) blood on that leaf and it didn't come from me. It may not be menstrual blood. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But they bleed in some kind of way. It's a great uh, conversation opener to say, do you know that butterflies get their periods? Oh, also. So I apply with it. Did you know that um, I learned this at the Seattle Aquarium? Jellyfish are the only species that can get pregnant through oral sex. Oh, I may have heard that or may have heard something like that, but that's pretty impressive. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. You go, jellyfish. You go. Yeah. Um, amazing. Okay. Uh, next one. Three movies that you can jump into and just hang out in whenever you want. It's not that you're reliving the plot. You're just in that oh, wonderful world. Easy. Okay. Hotel Transylvania 1, 2, and 3. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. I take that back. I take that back. I don't really care for uh, Hotel Transylvania 3, but I okay. do fugs with Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Okay, so Hotel Trans 1, Hotel Transylvania 2, and Shrek 2. Yes, which I love. Hotel Transylvania 2 and Shrek 2 are my most favorite movies. I don't know what it is with the twos, but the plot lines for those are just so good. Okay, wonderful. That is, those are three amazing picks. I'm very excited. Uh, Okay, next category, let's do three, let's do three like three places and they can be it can be like a specific forest it could be you know dead man's hill oh god it could be uh <laughs> it could be uh screamers pizzeria <sighs> you're gonna take a, a place and uproot it and just like stick it where it's more convenient for you mm. hmm Ooh, daiso japanese dollar store great uh, my sister's house, she currently lives in Virginia with her Navy husband and three-month-old baby. He is so cute. Oh, I have now officially okay. changed sister's poopy house. diapers because I recently visited her. So, I love it. Uh, Congrats. Thank you. And <laughs> we're going to cross space and time and yeah, reality. I love this. I'm great. By... I want... Dragon Tales. You know that show that was on PBS? Yep. I just want yeah. that dragon world with me. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Okay. And then as long as you're talking about crossing space and time, let's do three times, three eras and sort of roughly places in the eras that you would love to see. You can sort of visit, but you're like in a safety bubble, so nothing bad can happen to you. And I don't reverse anything that happens. You don't reverse anything. Okay. Yeah. There's no, no butterfly, butterfly effect. getting their period effect. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay, so it would be, I would go back to, where was the, um, where did my dad grow up? I was there because my dad and I took the road trip from LA to Washington. What part of Oregon was that? Roseburg? No. 
no, no, Springfield. I would go to Springfield, Oregon in the 80s because that is where my dad went to high school and he had a fight with some bullies, the Hamilton brothers. It's an amazing story where my- great story. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I I mean, I haven't heard the story and I still know it's amazing based on the 80s in Springfield, Oregon with the Hamilton brothers. Yeah, it was, it was badass. (laughs) My dad was basically Bruce Lee. Um, So I would go back to that time. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. I would go back to a time in my childhood where I would need an assist from God on this one to be like, all right, take me back to the time where I first knew like Merck was such a big deal to me. Cause you know, I was, I was Angela before Merck. Take me back to that time, God. Um, So that would probably be sometime in, in my college life, I think, or or it could have been in high school, honestly, because I think I had bits of Merck there, but then Mm -hmm. the name Merck wasn't until college. Great. Okay. Merc time. Merc time. Great. Um, uh, 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 uh. Mm. I want to go to. <laughs> I love your filler songs. Here come the. Well, bro- actually, the bro- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you step into my elevator, you know it's playing. Uh. <laughs> um, it would be my first child's. Whichever child of mine wants to get married, if any of them want to get married at all, I would want to oh, go to their wedding. I see. Yeah. Okay. So you're going into the future. Oh yeah. Presumably where you will also be as an adult, as a later yeah. older adult, but you'll watch all of that exactly. happen as so, well. So then I can say, great. ooh, am I looking good or am I looking a little crusty? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll know to correct that if you decide that you need to look a yeah. different way. Drink more water. Like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> drink more water. Exactly. Okay. Uh, give me a, you know what? I'm going to do the tell me when to stop with you because I have a good feeling about where that will go. Okay. So I'm going to start doing my, my, uh, my shape. So tell me when to stop. Mm, how do you say it in French? Uh, arrête. Arrête? Yeah. Arrête. Perfect. Arrête. And I have arrêted. Okay. <laughs> don't forget the gift I have to give you. Okay. You don't forget it. How about that? I turned it back on. Oh, you. she uh, did okay. that, everybody. That was so fast, you probably didn't even notice it happening. No. Um, okay, so you here's what I would love for you to do while I uh, do the math on this. Will you please take this time to tell people where they can find Ooh. you, what they should be checking out, and all of that juicy and delicious stuff? Juicy and delicious, yes. So my website, Work with Merck, that is work spelled W-E-R-K, like RuPaul's Drag Race workroom sign. Um, it's in the works, so don't go there. But I did buy the domain, <laughs> so don't try to buy it. Um, <laughs> you can find me on the socials, on Twitter or Instagram at ultra rad uber fad and this is where Alyssa comes back in because we had these buddy holly kind of glasses when we were in middle school and i had red she had blue and i was ultra rad she was uber fad so it's just kind of a nod to our friendship because i was a shitty friend um yeah find me there um i'm also on linkedin merc nguyen it might be angela merc nguyen and then as far as uh you can listen to me on Ooh, You're in Trouble, which is a kid's podcast for tweens where I play the inner subconsciousness, inner subconscious of each character named LV, stands for Little Voice. Great show for your kids. Great show for you if you want a shame-free space to figure out where kids make decisions. Um, And then, as I mentioned, Adultish, a show I'm no longer part of, but is still awesome. They are looking for submissions to solve your adult-ish. The websites for those are uh, listentotrouble.com. Is it calm? Yeah, I think it's .com. And then adultishpodcast.com. Beautiful. That was perfectly timed because I've just finished your 100% guaranteed MASH alternate universe. Yeah! Are you 
right now. I let me drink some water. I don't know. I might be crossing. Drink more water. Drink more water now because you will be seeing your first child's wedding (gasps) in advance of the other time that you see your first child's wedding in the future as a different version of you. So that is definitely happening. Oh gosh, I'm excited. I also want to say, listen, maybe you're going to, I guess you'll have your longtime partner with you um, in that scenario, uh, Lo-Fi Girl. (gasps) So congratulations. Oh my gosh, my heart's so happy. On sweet, sweet Lo-Fi Girl. Uh, Listen, as much as this is all amazing, maybe you want to take a little vacation inside of a movie. I want you to rest assured you can jump into Hotel Transylvania (gasps) 1. Oh, not as cool as 2, but okay. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm sorry for the letdown. Maybe it will bleed into the sequel. Maybe it'll just like keep going if you just hang out there long enough. Maybe maybe at the credits it will just bump over. Uh, You also have an apartment in Kauai. Oh, my gosh. So not bad on that front. Uh, you uh, listen. Hawaii uh, weather is a little bit different than what you're going to want for uh, to being a professional ice skater. Although, listen, it could be indoor. It could be just exclusively indoors. I don't know, but you definitely are an ice skater by trade. Okay, got it. Um, you can access Dragon World. It's like <gasps> just across the street. So you've uprooted that and placed it uh, where you exactly want it. Amazing. Um, you also have uh, the opportunity to perform in Almost Maine. Ow, ow, let's go, everybody. Let's freaking right? go. And all of this, I mean, there's a lot of bopping around. There's a lot of action happening mm-hmm. here. You're going to be hungry. Whatever else you eat, I want you to know that you are helping someone else oh my gosh. every time you snap your fingers and get that cherry cola squat <laughs> So, yes, well ma'am. done, you. You've managed to take your fantasy and turn it into something that's helping others in need as well. So, very, very well played, my friend. Wow. Uh, Mark, this was so much fun. Um, uh, anybody would be very lucky to have you as a personal chef. I don't think that your voiceover mm. career is going to take you in a direction that, that causes you to need to do that. I think you are <laughs> oh, uh, very much headed for a, a lovely and wonderful future. You have a wonderful voice and uh, and a great spirit and are just a delight to be around. And those are the things that um, it takes. So, congratulations on real life as well as your alternate My universe. Mash life. Mash life. Now, I've been promised a gift and... I fucking want it right now. Okay. Okay, well, I did mention um, strategic delusion. Did I not, my friend? You absolutely did mention strategic delusion. Let me tell you what you think might be an irrelevant story that is totally relevant. I'm ready. And it, it ties into the MASH game, too. Love it. So when I got engaged this year to my partner, Samuel, who I love very much, um, I also proposed to him. And so part of my proposal plan to him was basically I collected a whole bunch of rocks and I gave them to him. I know I'm missing a lot of context, but um, there were some rocks I did not use. And there was one rock that was a big ass rock. I'm like, this is not going to fit in the box. Like, why? So when I found out I was going to be on your show, I'm like, I know I have that rock now. (gasps) And strategic illusion, this comes in, right? I believe in my heart, like, I represent everything that is Water Tribe, because, like, my dad comes from a fisherman village in Vietnam, and, like, you know, I'm going to be an ice skater. I'm going to be living in Kauai anyway. A hundred percent. I see where this is going, and I love it. And just, you know... Well, I don't see where this is going, but I see that the Water Tribe is well represented. I mean, hey, if you had fortune-telling skills, I would not be surprised. (laughs) 
So, um, you know, with the strategic delusion and just like making your dreams come true, you know, with like Avatar Studios developing and just the the world opening up and like there being, you know, Avatar, the IRL version, um, I present to you the JV Rocks Rock. So on here, look at my JV rocks rock. I love this. uh, We've got JV's initials there. We've got you rock because it's a rock with a smiley face. And I love a pun. And it's supposed to be like your. um, I see that. I know exactly that. That's that the the little smiling. Yes, you can see. Yes, yes. There you go. My version of it. Little smiling braces. Um, I wrote love Merc, aka LV, and then. Um, I also wrote down Naga's name. I was going to write down my cat's Aww. name, Skyla, but she didn't fit. And I'm like, you know what? She's My cat's kind of mean, but I love her. And then you got you got the... <laughs> Sounds like you have a cat. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Earth Nation sign. Yes. You got the Air Nation sign, yes. Southern Water Tribe, and then Fire Nation. Oh, my God. So, this That is an amazing rock because anybody who can't see it... I mean, I'll take. We can take a picture of it. I'll have you take a picture, mm-hmm. or I'll take a picture when I get it in my grubby hands at some point. <laughs> but um, it has so many different flat edges that, like that, f- all of those different things have their own little plane, their own dimension on yeah. the rock, and the year, which is very cool. And the year even got on there. I mean, that's like a dozen different surfaces just on this rock, it, and I think that's very cool. It rocks. It rocks. It rocks. Yeah. So this is just. Thank you, Merck. If if there's ever a time when there are two Koras in the world, which I joked with my friends, I'm like, guys, it's because we're rescheduling this all the time because the world can't handle two Koras at once. They're like, ha, that's you're, true. You're funny, but that's true. There actually might be an earthquake today. I hope not. I really hope Let, not. Let's hope uh, not. But we have we're we're trying fate a little bit by doing this. But uh, yeah, this is just. Thank you for everything you've given to the universe as Cora, as yourself. And I also want to thank myself for everything Merck and LV and Angela have given. So in this rock encapsulates all that love, peace, joy, and kindness that you could also kill someone with if they're trying to intrude your home. (laughs) I love it. So this will be yours in person one day. Yeah, I got to get that from you. Uh, no wonder there was you were excited about the possibility of getting together in person, which I would have done had I had any way of doing this with two. I like don't even have two mics anymore. I have like one sad mic. It doesn't match with the level of this mic. Okay, uh, that is amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for my beautiful, beautiful multifaceted rock mm-hmm. and all it represents. Um, <laughs> I want to encourage everybody to check out all the amazing stuff Merck's up to. You heard it. Uh, we'll put some uh, links in the show notes. And I will talk to everybody else, presuming the world goes on after two Koras being on the same podcast <laughs> together. I will talk to everybody next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, number one, we could save kittens from trees. Or lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to their knees. Maybe we should. Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, 
audience supported.